Good evening and welcome to Point of View live from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Today was a historic step forward, not just to finish the wall, but also to build the wall. And I got to show you what we did today. The reason I'm here today in Phoenix is because a North Dakota company, Fisher Industries, did a live demo. What I'm told the first time in the history of our country, they did a live demo for the Department of Homeland Security. They wanted to bring them out in large part because, as you know, Senator Kevin Kramer has recently sent a letter to the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security saying, hey, no longer have the Army Corps of Engineers building this wall. In fact, just today, Senator Kevin Kramer had a meeting with the Army Corps of Engineers asking them questions about what's the delay on building and finishing this wall. So the Department of Homeland Security was out here today for a live demo and large part also as well because of President Trump's national emergency and those funds that are available. But I want to give you some context real quickly of what took place today because we got here this morning. The demo was supposed to start around 10 a.m. As you can see behind me, there was this one slat of this big, beautiful wall, just this one piece. And within a matter of about three, maybe three and a half hours, we're going to show you what happened here. They put this slat up. They put the cement in. The, the cement now is now good. It's been released. It's ready to go. And you can see the other slats down the way here. Here, you can notice there's one taller at the end. The shorter one is the 18 foot high part of the wall. The taller one down there is a 30 foot high wall. So Fisher Industries, which has made the claim that, hey, we can build a, a mile of wall per day, put up nearly 200 feet in a matter of just a few hours. So right now I want to bring in the CEO and the owner of Fisher Industries, Tommy Fisher. Tommy, congratulations on what you did here today. And I got to ask you, showing up here, I'm not a construction guy, and seeing what you had this morning up until this afternoon, how are you feeling? Because it looks incredible to me. Well, <clears throat> I just believed in our people and our patent and everything else. And it's just another example when you put a lot of good, hardworking North Dakotans with Arizonans together, all American made, all American grit, you can do anything. One of the things I didn't get a chance to show, and I want to have Dave give him a chance to do that, we can join me, Tommy, is the they actually made a road as well. We're going to show the wall here in a moment, but you can see this road here. Why was this road important to you and the Department of Homeland Security? Well, I think the fence by itself or the wall by itself is just a barrier. With, without high-speed access roads for the agents and having the access that they can get to and from where they need to patrol the border, that's the key. And the other thing that I want to know from you, because I saw you spending some time with the Department of Homeland Security today, looked like they were asking good questions. I don't know how much you can share with us, but, but what's your takeaway from spending some time with the two people here from DHS? Well, I feel um, they know that we can deliver what we say we can do. And the big thing is it's a big, bold statement to say within three months we can build a mile a day, especially when they've seen over their past history, you know, 35 miles in two years or two and a half years and you extrapolate a mile a day, that's 10 times the amount. So, but it was a bold statement that they, they, they saw us do it. Um, it was good dialogue. Um, hopefully they'll take that back. And now there's a real solution been put out there for all the people that you know voted for President Trump to secure the border, but even all the agents that have just desperately cr cried saying, please help us so we can do our job better. I think we've proven that today that we can do it. And as you see here, both of our hair is moving. We did all this in high winds. 
anywhere else that they've tried to build, they wouldn't have done anything today because using cranes and their methods that they build, you'd have been shut down. So this would have been another day lost that you couldn't have protected the border. You know, Congressman Armstrong's chief of staff was here today, and one of the things she mentioned at the end of the day, and I think you were standing there, is as you take a step back and you look at the big picture of this, it's a big, beautiful wall. You know, it's not an eyesore like some of the walls out there. So if you don't mind, kind of walk us through here with Dave, grabbing some shots and just share with us what what we're looking at here what's happened i'm gonna have you come over here sir because i want to yep. eventually show that hole and how you do the cement and the whole thing for us yeah so again we're using a six by six bollard steel but the difference that we'll use here at our steel manufacturing is our expertise in steels we'll, we'll use all weathering steel so the big thing is the current steel they're putting out there on the border right now only has a shelf life of 20 to 30 years when you use all weathering steel for a little fraction more money we take the shelf life to 75 years big difference when you're talking 2,000 miles you don't want to go fix something you put in 15 years ago you just don't well and then today we just in a matter of hours you've also poured the concrete you've laid it now it's standing erect by itself if you, if you can show people with Dave what he's doing here kind of walk us through the cement and how this works yeah so, so no so no different and any type of our foundation will dig uh, six feet deep now you don't see the mesh here um, that would be hanging on it, but then we'll fill it full of concrete. But the big difference is when we hang the bollards um, with our excavators, we have complete access for our guys to get in so they can come in and put the concrete and completely vibrate it perfectly, therefore giving a longer shelf life again on the foundation. Because any good house, any good um, partnership, anything starts with a strong foundation, no different than this fence. I got to ask you, and again, I don't know what you can tell, tell us from your conversations with DHS, but seen how much which if you can tell us how much wall did you put up in a matter of just a few hours and was dhs blown away by how well and how efficiently you did it yeah we basically put up almost 200 feet in a couple hours <laughs> and that's probably one of their best days a lot of their days that they get they might only get eight to ten panels which is 80 feet so if we'd keep this going and we could do it morning noon and night it's easily that one crew we could put up 1300 to 2000 feet a day now you're a North Dakota company, and I just think it would be incredible to have a North Dakota company end up getting the bid to build the southern border wall. For the people back home that maybe don't go down to the southern border much, uh, just share with them back home what this wall means as a North Dakota company, but also just what it means for America. Well, I, I think it means that every American should be, be able to feel safe and protected, that our borders are secure. That's, that's the whole dream of uh, being American. We have agents that want to do that, and they want to deliver. But if we don't give them the tools to help them do their job more effectively and efficiently, then, you know, sort of the blame falls on us. So I really wanted to make sure that our vertically integrated company had the technology, and I want people to see that it can be done. Uh, no more excuses. The time for talk is over. The time for building is now. We've been talking about it for two years. I want to show the steel one more time because I think one of the things that President Trump would appreciate is the fact that you guys basically refine all your own steel. So all the steel that will be built on our southern border is going to be American-made steel, correct? Yes, with all American employees. So we'll buy from the American mills. We put it together in a very structured um, facility, manufacturing facility type, so you can gu guarantee the quality day after day. So let's say President Trump happens to see this interview. What would be your message to President Trump right now? Mr. Uh, Mr. President Trump, no, no more excuses. You have the solution right here. Um, sometimes it's difficult with government bureaucracy, but this is a big start. If you want to get it done, we have the solution. We'll get it done. We mean what we say we'll do. We'll bring it um, under budget, 
on time with a safer product, a higher quality product, and something that will last much longer than they're currently putting in, and it actually works for the agents. Senator Kramer's doing an amazing job, you know, sitting down with the corn and say, guys, we've got to get better. We've got to do this more efficiently, more effectively, and if not, we're going to take it out of your purview and put it underneath the purview of the Department of Homeland Security. What kind of conversations are you having with Senator Kramer? Is he giving you any insight on can DHS legally and rightfully take this wall underneath their purview and, and give you this bid? I think they can. We have an active open contract with DHS. We have proprietary information with patents and everything here. I believe the president declared a national emergency. So there's about four or five different avenues they can do it. It's just, I think, hopefully we made them comfortable enough today that if they're willing to put that their foot in the water, it's not hot, it's not freezing cold, it's lukewarm just right, and it's going to get done. Anything else you want to show us, share with our audience? Well, I think the biggest thing that we do, again, is we're a big proponent of gravity. And by using our machines to hang the panels, I, I think um, if the audience knows is we're having gravity work with us. Right now, this trench has no pressure on it whatsoever because the tracks that are holding everything are way back here. So the passive pressure is about where your foot is. So the trench itself doesn't know that there's a fence free hanging in the air because the innovation of Caterpillar has that another American super story. So when you put all those things together with our partners, I mean, big, big, beautiful things can happen. And I think one of the things that you did say is the fact that I can barely hammer a nail. Tommy put me in an excavator. Within a few minutes, I was working this excavator. Yeah, you, you told me that, <laughs> hey, in construction, I'm not much in construction, but we're hoping, like we said uh, a few months ago, that we're bringing sexy back to construction. And we've got a system here that everybody can be part of. If you want to work and you want to be part of something that you can learn a trait right here, construction's not all bronze. It's sometimes a little more brain, and you put a little bronze with a lot of brain, you can really do great things, too. One last question for you. I know you've got these 18-foot uh, bollard steel you know, walls, fence, whatever you want to call it, and then the 30-foot. Did you determine that, or was that a DHS request? Why those two measurement numbers? Well, when they were talking, they were, they were thinking they needed something even a little more severe to stop climbing or anything else. They went to 30, but today we showed something that's unheard of. We were able to set these 30-foot panels as tall as they are, even if we walk under them, just to give you a perspective, without the use of a crane and high winds. Yes. And, um, you know, it was just something that a feat that I think it really opened not only the government's eyes, it opened Caterpillar's eyes, it opened our bonding company's eyes, that we do exactly what we say we're going to do. Speaking of that, what was the feedback you were getting from people, not just DHS, but other people here that, uh, from what you can share with us, what were they saying to you? Well, they were very impressed. And again, we love our partners that work with us. But a couple of the comments was, we didn't expect anything different from a North Dakota company. So no different. When we go out and the farmers go and farm their fields, we expect that that crop's coming in, no different. It's, it's the Midwest work ethic that we've taken all over the country. Hey, Lod, one more question, because I know one of the things that's coming up with this is you see this, it's obviously big, beautiful wall, but there is the question about imminent domain in some areas. How do you overcome that? What do you do to make sure that, okay, you can continue to build the wall? Well, one of the things are is we're used to leasing up land, doing different things. I think it all comes with people to trust you. If you can build something that's a real solution and those landowners can see, I can be part of helping secure America in a humane and just way, and we're going to build something that actually works, they can get on board. But you sort of got to prove it and you got to build trust, and I'm hoping we can do that as we go. 
And then if the government still has some issues or problems, we'd love to help them because we're really good at leasing up different people's lands, gaining trust, and actually delivering on what we say we're going to do. Congratulations. Incredible day. Thank you. Thank you so here. much. It's Folks, it really was an epic, epic and historic day. As I said at the start of the show, not just a step forward towards building the wall, but actually finishing the wall, knowing that Fisher Industries can build up to maybe even more a mile a day of a big, beautiful wall on the southern border. Stay with us when we come back. You're going to get an update from our chief meteorologist, Hutch Donch, on the latest on this supposedly historic and epic storm that's coming our way. And also Scott Hennon from AM 1100. The flag is going to join us as well. Stick around. Much more coming up right here on Point of View. All right, thanks for watching Point of View here at 630. I got to tell you, blizzard warning is uh, in effect for the central Dakotas, portions of western South Dakota, all the way up into northwest Minnesota, surrounded by winter weather advisories. Here's some impacts, impossible travels likely overnight and throughout the day on Thursday. The weight of the snow and even rain on top of uh, very heavy snow-laden roofs could cause more stress on area buildings. We could have some downed branches and power lines because of winds that will gust exceedingly and areas of icing becoming more of a concern as well. Some localized street flooding, a threat to livestock and with winds as strong as they will be, some toppled vehicles will be possible. Raining in Minnesota, transition line right here through the valley and then to the west, it's all snow. So if you're already starting out with snow, uh, it's a good sign that, that it, you're in the area where we'll have the loftiest snow potential. Rain, anything that falls as liquid, is going to take away a bit from your accumulation of snow. And this transition line right over the FM area keeps oscillating back and forth. From time to time, we're seeing flakes mixing in with the rain all flakes or then at times some freezing drizzle. Here's a look at that radar right now showing that transition zone here in the FM area pushing into parts of Cass County. But in Clay County, Holly and out towards Detroit Lakes and Lakes Country, moderate to heavy rainfall taking place right now. So that's the present setup as we take a look at the big picture. This storm stretches all the way back to the central Rockies where this storm has produced a 97 mile per hour wind gust in Colorado Springs. Colorado, 97 miles per hour. Here's a look at a DOT cam here in uh, south central North Dakota. The Colum area also some difficult travel and the conditions are expected to only deteriorate. Warm enough for rain in Minnesota, cold enough for snow in North Dakota and the wind really just cranking up to near 40 miles per hour in our western counties. Right now we have rain taking place in the FM area. 32 degrees, winds gusting out of the north over 20 miles per hour. Here's the hour by hour forecast and the important point. If you have anything to go out in town to do, you should be back home very soon because the snow will continue spreading northward by 10. The wind really starts picking up and travel will become impossible overnight. Look at the rain continues all night long across Minnesota while the snow continues for hours and hours in eastern and central North Dakota and northwest Minnesota. So we start the day off with snow and the wind will be at its worst as we go through the day from morning all the way through the evening hours, even as the snow moves out in the afternoon to evening hours to the east on your Thursday. So blizzard conditions late tonight, all day tomorrow, and it looks like that band of heaviest snow will be not far from Fargo, three to six Fargo, up into northwest Minnesota, but the six to 12 western parts of Cass County, Grand Forks, Jamestown Valley City, Ellendale, in your area, you could see some getting 18 inches of snow. 
The ice happening mainly tonight and early tomorrow looks to be focused in the Southern Valley into central Minnesota. That could also cause some issues and the peak winds will happen between first thing in the morning. Look at this 62 mile per hour gusts. They finally start tapering off to around 40 miles per hour by tomorrow night. So doggone crazy weather as we go through the next 24 hours. Seven day planner shows that as we go toward the weekend ahead, we're expecting the conditions to quiet down significantly. The 30s do return and looks like we'll be melting some of the snow in a slow fashion next week. And by the way, look at temperatures across the nation. 65 in Phoenix, maybe a little breezy for Chrisburg right now, but uh, that's a look at our weather for now. We'll get back to 630 POV and Chrisburg. Hutch, thank you so much for that update. Sounds like an epic storm, obviously, coming our way. We're here live in Phoenix from point of view. Um, a little windy today. Joining me right now, Scott Hennon from AM 1100 The Flag. And what's on your mind? A little chilly this morning, but obviously not what's happening back home. <laughs> no, no, nobody's feeling sorry for you. No, no. Or us. <laughs> us, like yeah, us, us so. back home. Trust me. Yeah, uh, it's been a little chilly and, and windy, but a lot We're in Phoenix because a North Dakota company, Fisher Industries, put on a demonstration today to build and finish a big, beautiful border wall. And I want to know from you, I'm not a construction guy. I don't get the sense maybe that, that you are either. So you're, I, I you're, did a pretty good job in the excavator. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do say so myself, moving some concrete wall. You, you did but, a fantastic job. You know, but your biggest takeaway from today is what? You know, that you know, what I, I love North Dakota companies, right? I mean, and uh, there's just they, they have a spirit about them. You know, it's a family company, third generation, all of that. So that part's great. Uh, but really, this is a no-brainer. This is an absolute no-brainer. Uh, your, your viewers have seen this now firsthand, and uh, it, it works, okay? They've come up with one heck of a system. Uh, it's patented. You've got an engineer in Dickinson, North Dakota, whose name is on the patent, <laughs> right, along with Tommy Fisher, and uh, they can do this, and they can do it well. And they did 200 feet in a couple hours, so uh, their, their claim of being able to mile a day is real. So uh, now it's time for action. We've been talking about building a border wall since the Reagan era. Right, and it's just time to get it done. These guys obviously can do it, do it in record time. I mean, light it up. Tommy said the same thing. He says, hey, you know what? It's enough talk. Now it's time to actually get this thing done. So so what's next? Senator Kramer, I think, is doing a great job leading the charge, but what can we, the people, be doing to make sure that we get this thing, give it to Fisher Industries, and start building a mile a day? I think we, it, we you know, we're kind of numb to this because it goes back to Trump's as a candidate, right? Talking about build a wall, and then, you know, he, he fights, and he fights, and he fights, and it's emergencies, and uh, all the other things that are going on. It's just like, enough already all right forget about it i think we the people need to let our elected leaders know whoever they are just get it done and if they look into it they'll find out the core is building about a quarter mile a day there's a story out today that they're moving one section of the wall closer to the river because where they put it they can't get right away they should have known that a year ago you know it's just it's like the keystone cops it's ridiculous so the core can't do it thankfully senator kramer's on that story but i just think we the people just demand that it get done light a company up like this if there's other companies out there great but get going and do it uh, anything else stand out to you from the, the construction standpoint i mean for me personally to watch how efficient they are and again i am not a construction guy but to watch the teams work together and, and to realize that within just a few hours they also had a paved road laid down where now what was so important and what stood out to me from what tommy fisher said scott is he said chris the reason the paved road is so important is these border patrol guys are going out there there's these dirt roads yep. they don't know if they're going to get ambushed they don't know what's happening when they cross now they've got a paved road they can be clipping along 70 80 miles an hour if they need to and get these guys and that stretch of road that you were on earlier they did it today uh yes you know, they, they poured it Today, so you're just within the site of my uh, right now. My view, I can see uh, you know two panels of concrete wall. Then the government said, no, you can't do that because too many people thought it was racist. 
says that that, that wall's racist, but this one's better. Whatever. So they 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 do this, and what you don't see here is a crane. And a crane takes a very specialized operator. Uh, they're hard to find people to get in them. These are excavators. They can have multiple crews going at one time. So the design of the process of how they you know make the steel put the steel in put the wall up get the excavator get it done that's the beauty of this that's 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 how you do yeah that's how you get a mile a day uh done in the books and eventually two miles a day well it's been incredible to see this the reason i wanted to bring Scotty over here by this cat excavators because both he and i jumped in you can check it out on instagram or twitter i'm sure we'll post it <laughs> but even he and i and i can like i said before barely hammer a nail but even he and i were running this excavator with the ability to put up this wall it's been a real treat to be here i want to give you the last word we got about 15 seconds my friend i, I think uh, you know the fact that you're here the only television reporter here is unbelievable uh and uh, and covering this this is a great north dakota story and people just need to engage and, and it'll get done not just build the wall but finish the wall that's happening with fisher industries right out of dickinson north dakota stay with us when we come back we're going to wrap up our show live from phoenix arizona stick around much more coming up In tonight's final view, I wanted to take a moment to speak directly to you and to President Donald Trump and to share with you what was done just in a few hours today here in Phoenix, Arizona, thanks to Fisher Industries. Mr. President, Fisher Industries can get this project done on time and under budget. And it's so important to so many of us here in America because of what's happening with this massive opioid crisis, sir. We all know that in the last year, we lost more Americans more Americans to drug overdoses than we did in the entire Vietnam War. We've got people down at the southern border that are being human trafficked, young kids that are being sex trafficked. That is why this is a national emergency. That is why President Trump declared a national emergency. That is why I hope that the U.S. Senate will stand with President Trump. But that is why we're down here today to share with you what Fisher Industries was able to do in just a matter of a simple few hours, folks, a few simple hours. Imagine if we gave them the budget and the time to go out and build at least a mile today, maybe even more, a mile a day or maybe even more of this big, beautiful wall at our southern border to keep the drugs out and to keep you and your family safe. I want to say thank you to Fisher Industries. Thank you to you for joining us here tonight. And of course, join us tomorrow night because as you know, point of view, this is the show that's fighting for the truth for you.